your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 572 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And the Rangers, just a couple of minutes ago, in fact, claiming a 3-1 to road victory against the New Jersey Devils, a team that beat them the last time the Rangers and Devils played each other. And just a really strong performance overall for the New York Rangers. I think this is one of those games where, if you're a Ranger fan, I think we all kind of collectively let out a little bit of a sigh of relief here, you know, getting this win because there were just a lot of little positives to take out of this game. It was just a very convincing, very complete uh, win for the Rangers. You know, there's a hockey cliche that gets thrown around quite a bit, and it's, you know, playing a full 60. And to me, you know, playing a full 60, we've talked about this, but it's been a while since I mentioned this. But anyway, uh, playing a full 60 does not necessarily mean that you completely and thoroughly dominate your opponent for 60 minutes from start to finish, from the second the puck drops until the game is over. But it's competing every shift. It's being focused. It's being locked in. And, uh, you know, when it's your turn to take the ice, you kind of just keep the momentum rolling that your team has already built. That, to me, is playing a full 60. And we saw the Rangers do that in this game. And in so doing, the Rangers kept a streak together that has been there throughout the entire 2021-2022 campaign. And that is, of course, the very simple fact that only once this entire season have the Rangers lost three consecutive games. Obviously, they had lost two in a row coming into the action tonight, but they win this one. And that, to me, is a tremendously impressive stat. First of all, it obviously indicates that you're having a heck of a season. If you only have one three-game losing streak, 71 games into the season. That's first and foremost. On top of that, though, uh, it shows that this is a young team that is wise beyond its years, and it shows that it's a team that does not dwell on bad performances. When these guys get knocked down, they get back up. And again, yeah, it's the Devils, but the Devils obviously have played the Rangers very tough this season, and this was another battle at times. Uh, But the Rangers, again, just a sound 60 minutes in New Jersey tonight. Uh, We also had Chris Kreider with a record-setting night. He continues just his absolutely unreal season here. We're going to talk more about that in due time here as well. We also get Ryan Strom returning to the lineup, playing very well, scoring the first goal of the game for the New York Rangers on the power play. And it finally feels like we have a complete bonafide true blue second line on this New York Ranger team. We've talked about how there's been a little bit of a revolving door at that second line right wing spot. But now with Strom back in the lineup and obviously Cop having been acquired uh, at the trade deadline, we can now roll out a nightly second line of Artemi Panarin, Ryan Strom, and Andrew Kopp. That is the best trio that the Rangers have been able to put together on the second line all season. I mean, maybe Capo Caco, but obviously he's been out of the equation uh, for a long time. You know, for a while, the Rangers were going with Panarin, Strom, and Caco. Uh, we'll see how Capo Caco fits into the equation whenever he returns. But for right now, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this trio can do together. And they got just enough time to, you know, really kind of build chemistry. Obviously, Andrew Kopp's off to a heck of a start with the Rangers. 
but now these three finally have an opportunity to, you know, have a good amount of playing time together down the stretch. There's only 11 games left in the regular season, if you can believe that. Sounds like just enough time for these three to really kind of build chemistry and hopefully be firing on all cylinders when the postseason rolls around here. On top of everything that I just mentioned, you have Alex Georgiev turning in yet another solid performance for this New York Ranger team. He now has five consecutive wins in his last five starts, and that was after a really rough stretch where, I mean, this guy couldn't give you uh, even a decent game, uh, much less a really strong game, which he had tonight. He stopped 20 of 21 shots. On top of that, you had the special teams units for the Rangers. They were really on point all night. The Rangers go two for three on the man advantage. Looked really dangerous with every opportunity they got. And in fact, the only power play on which the Rangers did not score occurred with about 40 or 45 seconds left in the game. Somewhere around there, uh, the Rangers drew a penalty against the Devils. They had a 3-1 to lead at that point. And of course, at that point, you're not really worrying too much about scoring. You're basically just looking to grind down the clock, which is exactly what they did. So uh, for all intents and purposes, the Rangers pretty much went two for two on the power play tonight. I know the record books will say otherwise, but uh, the two power plays where they were actually uh, looking to score a goal and came at pivotal points in the game, yeah, the Rangers converted on both of those. The Devils, meanwhile, went 0 for 2 on the penalty kill. And the Ranger penalty kill right now looks about as good as it has looked all season. You know, they, they went through a little bit of a slump for a while there. It looks like they're back to firing on all cylinders. There's just too many good penalty killers on this team for a slump like that to last for very long. And on top of that, they're creating just a ton of uh, scoring opportunities while they're shorthanded. I mean, I almost am at the point where, you know, I'm I'm kind of getting excited when the Rangers take a penalty because it feels like they get some momentum off of their strong penalty kills. And on top of that, they create some offense out of it. So uh, yeah, obviously you want to stay out of the box, but the Rangers are playing about as well as you can possibly play uh, whenever they've been a man down in these past couple of games here. Uh, very interesting game in the fact that uh, there were only 38 total combined shots on goal. In fact, the Rangers had just one shot on goal in the second period, and they had just three shots on goal in the third period. Now, obviously, it would be nice to have more than four shots in 40 minutes, but by that same token, I think this says a lot about the Rangers. Try picturing this team even a year ago winning a game in which it produced just four shots on goal over the final 40 minutes. Very, very unlikely to happen, and again, I think that says a lot about where this Ranger team was a year ago as opposed to where they are right now, and just tightening everything up defensively. You know, we saw the Rangers give up so many breakaways, so many odd man rushes. There were too many turnovers, just too much sloppy play in their own zone. Uh, poor neutral zone play in the last game against the Flyers. I'm obviously not talking about tonight, but they cleaned all of that up in this game here tonight. They just played a much better defensively responsible game. I mentioned the fact that the Rangers only had one shot on goal in the second period. Uh, by that same token, the Devils only had six shots on goal and not very many scoring opportunities to speak of. And even in the third period, when the Devils were down by two goals for most of that period, uh, the Rangers still permitted only eight shots on goal. And Alex Georgiev, again, give him all the credit in the world for, you know, kind of turning everything around here recently. I think the bigger story of this game, though, was just overall team defense. Although I will say Alex Georgiev did make some really nice saves in the third period and uh, obviously, you know, earned this win here, his fifth in a row, like we said. Uh, we got a lot of highlights to get to in just a second. We're just really scratching the surface here, so we'll get to all that in just a minute. But first, just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. 
Get farm fresh, seasonal produce, and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or farmer's market. The chefs at HelloFresh really know how to diversify the menu with seasonal recipes like salmon, limon, and pasta primavera. HelloFresh has saved me a crazy amount of time when it comes to preparing dinner, and it makes sure that I'm always ready to sit down and watch the Rangers whenever the puck drops. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, we got to talk about some of these Ranger lineup decisions coming into tonight. We already went over the fact that Ryan Strom uh, was back. He missed a handful of games with an injury, and he was right back out there with Artemi Panarin and Andrew Kopp. The top line also uh, remains completely intact. Mika Zibanejad, Sarah and Chris Kreider, and Frank Vetrano. The third line also remains intact. This is what the Rangers have been rolling with recently. Philip Heedle centering Alexi Lafreniere and Barclay Goodrow. And then the fourth line, Johnny Brodzinski centering Tyler Mott and Dryden Hunt. So Dryden Hunt back in after being a healthy scratch for uh, the first time in a very, very long time for this New York Ranger team. As we've discussed, he's somebody that's kind of carved out a bigger role for himself than I think most people would have anticipated. I still maintain that he's out of place as a top sixer, but uh, for somebody playing on your fourth line, I think Hunt is just fine. You know, he's a hardworking player and certainly establishes a physical tone. So he gets back into the lineup. Julian Gauthier, he was a healthy scratch for nine straight games, got into this past game and played decently well enough, but uh, he's out of the lineup in place for Dryden Hunt. As we mentioned, Ryan Strom is back in and Ryan Reeves coming back out of the lineup as a healthy scratch. And this is something that could become, uh, it could start happening a little bit more frequently because as we've talked about, after all the moves that the Rangers made at the trade deadline, it's quite a bit more crowded at forward than it used to be on this Ranger team. And I also do wonder if Ryan Reeves is once again paying the price for an ill-advised penalty. In the last game, we saw him uh, take a high sticking penalty. It was in the offensive zone. It wasn't really necessary at all. And, you know, earlier this season when the Rangers played the Devils, we saw him as a healthy scratch in the game after the game where he slashed Mason Geertsen in the back of the leg. And that was an ill-advised penalty as well. And we could debate, you know, did these players embellish these calls or, you know, should they have even been penalties at all? Be that as it may, you're still putting yourself in a bad situation and putting your team in a bad situation, taking an unnecessary penalty. So I'm not sure. I mean, maybe he would have been out of the lineup anyway uh, to be an interesting situation to track going forward. But I think when the playoffs roll around, you definitely want to have Ryan Reeves in that lineup. I mean, this is what you got him for, to be an enforcer, to watch out for the rest of his teammates uh, in tough physical hockey games. And obviously, Stanley Cup playoff games are tough physical hockey games, and you're going to want Ryan Reeves out there. You want to have his presence on the ice for sure. Uh, I think, you know, with this game, obviously, like we said, it's crowded, and certainly they want to get Dryan Hunt back into the mix, and Ryan Strom was always going to go right back in whenever he came back. Uh, but again, uh, competition makes everybody better. The competition's going to be fierce. There are 11 games left for these guys to stake their claim to being in the lineup when the Stanley Cup playoffs start. And to kind of build on that theme right here, the top four Ranger defensemen were what they always are, you know, Fox, Lindgren, uh, Truba, and Miller. But then the bottom pairing 
was Justin Braun on the left side and Braden Schneider on the right side. So for the first time all season, Patrick Nemeth is indeed a healthy scratch for this New York Ranger team. The Rangers apparently wanted to give Justin Braun a chance on the left side to see how he would do there. And, you know, I thought Braun overall had a pretty strong game for the Rangers. I mean, the thing that really stands out is obviously the fact that uh, he scored a goal on a one-timer, but I thought he had a pretty nice night for himself beyond that. He was out there with Braden Schneider. The two of them seemed to play pretty well together, especially when you consider the fact that uh, they were both on the ice together for the first time uh, ever because Justin Braun came over at the trade deadline. And to this point, we have not seen the two of them dressed in the same game. But I thought overall there was pretty good chemistry there. Uh, Justin Braun turns out to be a plus one for the night, puts one shot on goal, has two hits, 15 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time. And there was a play that kind of caught my eye in the second period. You know, at this point in the game, the Rangers are up 2-1. to one. Devils starting to find their game a little bit, starting to buzz a little bit in the Rangers zone, and there was some pressure being applied. And Justin Braun had the puck kind of in the corner, you know, a dirty spot in the rink to be sure. And he had a couple of Devils who were pretty much all over him. He did a really nice job protecting the puck from them and just working the puck up the boards and ultimately out of the Rangers zone. And again, it's one of those plays. It's not going to show up on, you know, top 10 best plays of the month or anything like that, but just a, you know, gritty, hard-nosed play there by Justin Braun. Did a nice job uh, kind of keeping the Wolves at the door, so to speak, and uh, working the puck up the boards, allowing the Rangers to get the puck into the neutral zone and out of harm's way. But I'm going to be very, very fascinated to watch how the Rangers handle these three defensemen going forward. This is something that I brought up pretty much as soon as the Rangers traded for Justin Braun. Uh, you've got a third defense pairing that will have some combination of Braun, Braden Schneider, and Patrick Nemeth. And We'll see how they look to play it going forward. My idea, once this trade was made, was mix and match a little bit, sub these guys in and out of the lineup, have a different guy be a healthy scratch on different nights, you know, depending on how things are going, experiment with all the different duos that you can possibly run out there. You know, this is the last combination that we had yet to see before tonight. We'd seen uh, Nemeth play with Braun. We'd seen Nemeth play with Schneider. Now we see Braun play with Schneider. And once again, I think it's a situation where competition does make everybody better. And between now and the start of the postseason, there should be an 11-game tryout, basically, for which two of these guys are going to be on the ice for game one of the first round of the postseason. And we'll see how it shakes out. I do have one request here, though, and it's possible that the Rangers might continue to mix and match uh, these three defensemen even after the playoffs start. But one request that I have, provided that he continues to play well for the Rangers down the stretch here, is that Braden Schneider be on the ice for game one of the playoffs. And I know there's some people that might look at that and say, well, he doesn't have the experience of the other two, and he's just a 20-year-old kid, and this, that, and the other thing. But if you're going to continue to go with this approach and kind of rotate these guys in and out of the lineup, then I want Braden Schneider out there when this playoff series starts. First of all, I'd like to see him uh, get a chance to stake his claim to playing time. I think he's played well enough down the stretch for the Rangers really ever since he's been called up and that he's earned that. And on top of that, you know, if you start the playoff series with Braun and Nemeth, I mean, you could do that. But then, I mean, imagine if you have to make a change, you know, somewhere around like game three or game four, and now you're putting Braden Schneider out there for his Stanley Cup playoff debut into the middle of a series that has already gotten underway. So he's already going to be, uh, you know, kind of behind the curve, so to speak, because these series, you know, every Stanley Cup playoff series takes on an identity of its own. And to have a 20-year-old kid, I think you just want to get him out there right when it starts. I don't think you want to throw him into the mix uh, once everybody's already kind of gotten a feel for how this series is going and what everything is like. Uh, there could be a situation where the Rangers are, 
you know, down two games to one, up two games to one, whatever it might be, I think you're a lot better off just having Braden Schneider get out there at the start of the series, just like everybody else, and getting his first taste of playoff hockey. Beyond that, though, like I said, may the best two men win here, because I, I think it really should be an open competition between now and the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to continue getting into all the highlights and lowlights of this game in just a second, uh, but first, just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses. Backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Built Bar. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, puffs included 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these, they are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So I mentioned that the Rangers played far better team defense throughout the night here than certainly they did against Philly, and yes, that was absolutely the case, but there was one early hiccup, and in fact, it led to the only goal of the night for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Just a really Bad play by Truba here. I mean, I've gone to bat for Truba many, many times on this podcast, and I will continue to do so. I think he's somebody that at times can be underappreciated, but I'm going to call it like I see it. I don't care if you're Jacob Truba or, you know, Patrick. Imagine if Patrick Nemeth did this. Imagine the reaction uh, on Rangers Twitter if Patrick Nemeth made a play like this. Uh, but basically what happened, uh, the puck is along the boards just inside the Ranger blue line, and Truba tries to make a pass, you know, presumably into the neutral zone, tried to move the puck quickly. Uh, Igor Sharangovich is there, and he knocks it down, and then he goes in by himself, goes across the crease, flips the puck into the net. So the Rangers have been basically dominating this game for the first seven minutes or so, and they have a one nothing deficit to show for it. Again, just an uncharacteristic play by Jacob Truba there. And the Rangers very well might have ended up with a shutout had it not been uh, for this one miscue. But uh, nice shot by Chris Kreider. Uh, he was talking to Jacob Trouba on the bench. Seemed like he was telling him, you know, don't worry about it. Shake it off. That kind of stuff. Uh, just kind of gave him a pat on the shoulder. And, you know, Trouba 
had a solid game after this, and obviously the Rangers had a very solid game as well. But let's also get to something that I'm sure a lot of you guys want to talk about, and that is the instance uh, between Braden Schneider and Igor Sharangovich himself. Uh, this happened in the first period as well. Basically, Devils are bringing the puck out of their zone into the neutral zone, and you have Braden Schneider laying a vicious but 100% crystal clean hit on his opponent. He went shorter to chest, uh, did not target the head, did not launch into him or anything like that, knocked his guy down flat on his back, and what happens? Well, Braden Schneider has to fight for his life. We saw this happen quite a bit this season with Jacob Truba. Jacob Truba went through this stretch of games where he was just laying punishing hit after punishing hit on his opponents. And every time he did it, you know, somebody would be there trying to jump him, uh, trying to, you know, borderline sucker punch him and basically force him to fight. And, you know, Chuba would have to oblige and fight. And this is the same thing, but it was with Braden Schneider. And Igor Sharangovich decides he wants to be a tough guy. The only thing I'll say in defense of Sharangovich here, and really any player that does this that tries to fight an opponent after a clean hit is that Sharon Govich or anybody else, they don't have the benefit of slow motion instant replay like we do. They're not able to look at the play from, you know, three, four, five different camera angles and determine whether it was clean or dirty. So I understand that, but this is getting ridiculous. Every time a Ranger defenseman puts a big hit on somebody, they end up having to drop their gloves and fight. The other good news here is that Braden Schneider started throwing haymakers and absolutely wrecked him. And look, I don't want these guys to give each other concussions. I don't want these guys to break each other's jaws and, you know, end each other's seasons or end each other's careers or anything like that. And Sharon Govich ends up getting five for fighting, as did Braden Schneider. Sharon Govich also gets two minutes for instigating and a 10-minute game misconduct. And you know what? Good, because just took himself out of the equation for 17 minutes. One of the best players on the Devils because he can't let a clean hit go. And props to the referees for calling this appropriately as well. I really like the fact that, you know, when a player gets jumped like this, they are starting to call uh, the two-minute instigator penalty. There has to be some kind of a detriment to doing this. You can't have guys, you know, continue to put clean hits on people and then always have to fight because of it. This is a crystal clean hit, like I said. And I think the punishment fit the crime. Uh, Sharon Govich has to head to the locker room for 17 minutes. Brayden Schneider got five for fighting, but I, I would say it was well worth it. Uh, he got his money's worth here and uh, seemed to get the Rangers going a little bit as well. And this, of course, led to a two-minute Ranger power play. And naturally, listen, you want your team to score every single time that they have the man advantage. But when you have a power play as the result of something like this, once again, Igor Sharon Govich jumping Braden Schneider for what was an absolutely clean hit, this is when you really want to make your opponent pay. And, and that's probably doubly true when you're up against a division rival such as the Devils. You know, we've seen these games get chippy this season between the Rangers and the Devils. You really want to score here. You want to get your team rolling, tie this game up, and uh, basically just, uh, you know, get rolling and never look back, uh, which is what the Rangers did. Great puck movement here on the man advantage. You've got... Adam Fox from the blue line passing across the ice to Artemi Panarin. Panarin passes in deep to Kreider uh, along the goal line there. And then Kreider with a pass immediately right in front to Ryan Strom. Ryan Strom scores from the doorstep. And welcome back. Obviously great to see Artemi Panarin, by the way, with this assist on this play. 
ties his career high in assists with 63. He set that mark two seasons ago, his first season with the New York Rangers, and very appropriate, I think, that he ties his career high in helpers by assisting his tag team partner there. Ryan Strom and Artemi Panarin have linked up for so many beautiful goals, and I realize it was Panarin to Kreider to Strom, but be that as it may, uh, still very appropriate once again that uh, Strom scores as Panarin ties his career high for assists. We go to a little bit later in the first period, and Alex Georgiev, with one of his better stops of the night, he denies Jesper Bra on a rebound chance, and the Devils, just a couple of seconds after this, take an ill-advised offensive zone penalty, and this goes back to what I just talked about. I mean, the penalty Sharon Govich, that's the one that you really want the Devils to have to pay for, but once again, there was no reason for the Devils to take this penalty. You want to make them pay for a kind of penalty uh, such as this one as well, and the Rangers do exactly that. You've got Ryan Strome passing from the left faceoff circle to the blue line to Adam Fox. Fox dishes to his right to Artemi Panarin. Panarin's got the puck along the boards, and Panarin plays it toward the net. And guess who's there? Yeah, Chris Kreider with the redirection, puts the puck into the net on the tip-in, and nobody in the NHL does it better than Chris Kreider. This is now Chris Kreider's 25th power play goal of the season. That sets a new franchise record. He is also up to 47 goals overall. The guy is just absolutely on fire, has a real shot to get to the 50-goal plateau. I mean, at this point, I got to think he's going to do it. He's got 11 games left and just three goals to go uh, down the stretch here to get a 50-goal season. This guy is 30 years old and has never even had a 30-goal season prior to this. It's just absolutely remarkable to think about. And you know, I hesitate to use the term breakout season because Chris Kreider has been a very, very good player in this league for a very, very long time, about a decade now. Uh, you know, I, I think breakout season, I think somebody who has kind of maybe been underachieving a little bit, maybe has been a decent player in the league, but really kind of elevates his game to the next level. And usually a player that fits that description, you know, maybe they're in their third season, their fourth season, not their 10th season or 11th season or whatever it is at this point for Chris Kreider. Just, again, absolutely remarkable against all odds, uh, just absolutely shattering whatever expectations people had for him coming into this season. And like I said, he's got a real chance to 50 goals. Uh, by the way, this is also the now 10th game-winning goal for Chris Kreider this season. That is also a new Ranger franchise record. So when you set two new New York Ranger records in the same night, I think it's safe to say you're doing something right. You're having a heck of a season for yourself, and obviously that's the case for Chris Kreider. I continue to just be amazed by what this guy gives the New York Rangers on a night-in and night-out basis. Also wanted to go ahead and highlight some of the better saves of the night from Alex Georgiev because, like we talked about, I think the story of this game was Ranger team defense, but that's not to say that uh, Georgie didn't come up with a couple of really nice saves because he certainly did. Uh, this first one was near the beginning of the second period. The Devils got a chance from the doorstep. Rangers are obviously up 2-1 to one at this point. And we had Alex Georgiev moving hard to his left and coming up with a glove save. Didn't actually get the puck in the glove, but got a piece of it with his glove. And it's funny because he was moving to the left, and yet he kind of got the puck with the inside portion of his glove. So he almost like went too far, but he did a great job uh, quickly moving to his left. And like I said, getting a piece of it, keeping it out of the net. 
Then in the third period, a really nice sliding save in the first minute. Once again, the Rangers are only up 2-1 to one at this point, but he does a great job sliding to his left uh, to deny a one-time attempt by the Devils, keep the Rangers in the lead. And then this one happened with the Rangers holding a 3-1 to one lead in the third period. The Devils were getting a little bit of a push, getting some pressure, and uh, Georgiev made a really nice save, moved up in his crease. I couldn't really tell if it was either a pad save or if he got it with his blocker, but either way, one of his absolute best saves of the night. And again, quality over quantity. Georgiev comes up with 20 saves on 21 shots and again, wins his fifth consecutive game. And this is somebody that couldn't buy a win uh, as recently as about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than that at this point. But a uh, really nice night for Alex Georgiev. And, you know, I mentioned that by this point in the game, this last save that I just described, the Rangers had a 3-1 to lead. So let's back up just a second, go back to the Rangers' third goal of this game. The puck is dumped into the attacking zone. You've got Artemi Panarin going in hard on the forecheck and it plays the puck along the boards behind the devil's net to Andrew Cobb. Cobb's got pressure on him as well, but he's able to move the puck up the boards to the right point to Braden Schneider. Then Schneider dishes across the ice to Justin Braun. Braun winds back and tattoos a slap shot, and it goes into the net. I'm not going to lie here. I actually felt like a goal was coming on this play. When the puck got over to Justin Braun, I had a weird feeling that the Rangers were about to score. I thought it was going to come as a result of a deflection because uh, when you watch this play, you see uh, Braun take the shot, Ryan Strom's in front of the net, and uh, Andrew Kopp is there as well. I thought one of them was going to redirect it into the twine. Uh, they were both there, but neither one of them got a piece of it. Braun just beat Dawes clean, got it over his glove. Dawes got a little piece of it with his glove, but not enough to keep it from going in, and the Rangers get some much-needed breathing room uh, about four minutes into the final stanza there, and they took care of business down the stretch, and like I said, really did not permit a lot of scoring opportunities for this New Jersey Devil team. They run out the clock, and they win this game 3-1. to Like I said, a get-right game for the New York Rangers, a game that I think will allow a lot of Ranger fans to just collectively exhale, and okay, we got back to basics here. We tightened everything up a little bit, certainly defensively. We had good goalie play. We had great special teams play. We had Justin Braun scoring a goal. I mean, you're not going to get that every game. That was his sixth goal of the season, his first as a New York Ranger. And again, just contributions up and down the lineup. Everybody kind of chipped in a little bit in this one. And a uh, rock-solid win in New Jersey against the Devils. And that leads them into their fourth and final regular season matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, we've been saying all along on this podcast that it feels like the Rangers and Penguins are kind of on a collision course. And, you know, if you had to ask me who I think the Rangers are going to end up playing in the first round, I would say, yeah, it probably will be the Penguins. I think they'll finish in second or third place. But it is worth pointing out the Canes lost their second straight game uh, tonight, and they have won just four of their last 10 games overall. And with that, the Canes currently have 98 points. The Rangers are right behind them with 96 points. The Penguins are behind the Rangers with 92 points. The Caps are behind them with 84 points. And then you've got the Islanders with 73 points. So the Rangers are within striking distance of the Carolina Hurricanes and of the Metropolitan Division title. Now, it's worth also pointing out the Rangers are two points behind the Canes, but they also uh, have played one more game than the Canes have. So uh, we'll see. Again, though, they're within striking distance, and uh, maybe they end up jumping them, and we get Rangers caps in the first round. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be a fun finish either way, and uh, we'll see who the Rangers end up playing, and hopefully uh, everybody's enjoying this. I, I really hope that everybody's enjoying this season for the New York Rangers. They're obviously having a great year, and it's really, really nice knowing. I, I realize the Rangers haven't officially clinched yet, but barring some kind of uh, just complete insanity down the stretch here. The Rangers are going to be in the playoffs. I picked the Rangers to make the playoffs this year for the first time in the history of Locked On New York Rangers. I said that 
would be kind of a photo finish, but that they would get in. It's not going to be a photo finish. Hopefully everybody can just enjoy the fact that this Ranger team is going to the playoffs and enjoy the fact that they don't really have to sweat it out as far as, you know, actually making the playoffs. Playoff positioning, yes. Uh, we'll see where they end up, but at least we all know, uh, once again, with uh, 11 games left here, the Rangers are certainly going to be a playoff team. Uh, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to do a special preview crossover edition with Hunter Hodes of Locked On Pittsburgh Penguins. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rodin and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.